0: Next on BYUSN, down goes Baylor, BYU channeling some Lavelle Edwards magic. What was the best thing we saw in that magical scenario on Saturday night and Sunday morning?
1: And is the next big man on campus Chase Roberts? What a performance! And the crabs, they Down! And the Cougars win it in double overtime. And here
2: come the fans.
0: Hugs all around, energy is high, and BYU Sports Nation What's is up? live, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Monday, everyone. September 12th. I am Spencer Linton. That is Jerem Jordan. Welcome to a brand new version of Studio B and a brand new overall look for the show.
1: Nice. Hey, I'm in love, man. I am in love. We are maximizing the space. We got a new logo. We got some nice artwork up here. Shout out to everyone involved with this that has worked hard. Vandy Creations uh, connecting with us as well. So here we go, man. New era of the show. Tenth football season for us and uh, top ten win coming off. Great to be here. Great to be here back in our homes in Studio B. Pretty awesome, and uh, we're going to have a loaded show for you. ESPN's Trevor Mattis on the massive win in the ranked matchup with the Ducks uh, out of Eugene. Linebacker Keenan Peely will be our first in-studio guest. We got soft chairs now. Let's go. Who had a better day yesterday between Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams? Both scored a touchdown, Jamal too. And Utah State and Notre Dame go down what the uh, Ogden City Council posted. Hilarious.
0: A sunbelt Saturday, for sure. But first, <laughs> bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football outlasting ninth-ranked Baylor. Unforgettable Saturday night. They beat a top-ten team in Provo due the Cougars for the first time since 1990. Yeah, it took double overtime, but still. First time in 32 years, BYU quarterback Jaron Halter for 261 yards and a touchdown, including this beauty to Chase Roberts.
1: Jaron in shotgun, looks left, goes for the end zone and Chase Roberts and Chase makes the catch, it's a touchdown! Touchdown, Chase Roberts, and the Cougars score with two seconds to go before halftime and some toe drag swag from Chase Roberts.
0: Hey, Chase returned the favor to Jaron later when uh, he threw a touchdown pass to Jaron Hall. BYU goes up nine spots to number 12 in the AP poll as a result of that massive win. The Oregon Ducks back in the poll at number 25, meaning Saturday's nationally televised game on Fox. You betcha, a ranked matchup. The Ducks... Of note, our three and a half point favorite over BYU, very similar to what Baylor was facing coming into promo as underdog. Kicktime and TV network for the Wyoming game have also been announced. That of course follows the Oregon contest on September 24th. It will kick off 10:15 p.m. Eastern, 8:15 Mountain on either ESPN or ESPN2.
1: I'm just going to assume the 10:20 Eastern kicks are a thing that you know BYU uses. Big hey. 12 after dark. Hey, it's just what it is. Uh, if you want to be on national TV, a lot. Week one, the NFL. Ton of great performances uh, from BYU Cougars. Taysom Hill. Four carries, had a reception as well, 83 all-purpose yards. He ran for a touchdown for the Saints in a one-point win over Tyler Alger and the Falcons. Jamal Williams, 11 carries uh, and a a catch, 30 all-purpose yards. He scored two touchdowns in goal line situations. Lions fall to the Eagles. Fred Warner, six tackles and a Niners loss to the Bears.
0: Elsewhere in the NFL on the opening weekend, Dax Milne had two kick returns for 44 yards, two punt returns for 22 yards, and a Washington Commanders win over Jacksonville. Sione Takitaki had two tackles in a Cleveland Browns win over Brady Christensen and the Carolina Panthers. And Michael Davis to three tackles. His Chargers teammate Kyle Vannoy also had three tackles in a Los Angeles win over the Las Vegas Raiders.
1: Number four and seven men and women's cross country win the Run Elite Cross Country Classic in Taylorsville led by Davin Thompson and
0: Lexi Halliday-Lowry who both won individual titles. 10th ranked BYU women's volleyball drops a third consecutive match. Losing to number 8 Ohio State in a sweep. Granted, all three of those losses have come against top-ten competition. The Cougars next game and a chance to snap this mini-skid against none other than longtime rival Utah at Utah Thursday, 9 Eastern. Number 13 women's soccer loses 4-2
1: to Utah Valley, the first loss in seven games against the Wolverines ever. The Cougars bounce back Thursday at Utah State.
0: BYU men's and women's golf tee off at the USF Intercollegiate starting today. A two day 54 hole excursion that opens with 36 holes today and ends with 18 holes tomorrow. Both the men and women already underway.
1: And Ronnie Jones Perry, shout out to Copper Heels. At nine kills, the Team USA takes the silver medal in the Pan American Cup.
0: All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending, presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. It was a bear trap by BYU on nice. Saturday night. Down goes Baylor. Unforgettable, thrilling double overtime win. 26-20. The Cougars outlast the Bears. So many storylines, so many positives for BYU. Positive. Sky-high energy for BYU as they open week three of their season. So, Jeremy, let's take a look back at the best things we saw on Saturday night and technically Sunday morning and I mentioned there are a lot, but what's the best thing you saw specifically from BYU football in that win over Baylor?
1: Best thing I saw is, uh, you know, BYU won, of course. And we came in confidence, Spence, that BYU's going to pull off this upset and, hey, they did it. It was great. The best thing I saw, and it still has me pretty emotional, is Jaron Hall embracing Jake Oldroyd after the game. It's, it's during the final, uh, you know, sequence there. They embrace. Jake is bawling his eyes out because he missed two would-be game-winning kicks. BYU would not have won this game without Jake Goldroyd. Had field goals, had PATs. They needed him. Yes, he has one job and he missed it. I've heard that commentary. BYU needed him to get to that point, and they will need him to win several games the rest of the year. This image of Jaron Hall's leadership and who he is as a person in addition to a quarterback was the best thing I saw by far because Jake, who tweeted uh, yesterday, thanks everyone for all the love and support. My brothers had my back last night. Next game, next kick. The embodiment of leadership from Jaron Hall and who he is as a person was on display in this moment. That was bigger than football.
0: Powerful, powerful images right there. And the thing I probably love most about this is Jaron Hall had posted up next to Jake for the entire final defensive series. He was ready to comfort Jake, win or lose. It wasn't just like a, hey, we better win, and then, okay, I'll give him a hug. Like, hey, it's all good. See, we won. He was ready to comfort Jake, win or lose. He purposely went there and watched that whole last defensive series with him, essentially locked up in arms. So I love so many things about that, Uh, and I'm with you. That was the greatest, lasting, most memorable image of the entire night, and that's saying something because a lot of special things happened for BYU on that night. Now, I will add this. It was so important for BYU to win this specific type of game where the Cougars were not able to establish the run against a really tough defensive front, but BYU's got that offensive line and we all kind of felt like, oh, it's going to be a different story this go-around, Jeremy. BYU couldn't run the ball against Baylor, so they had to figure out other things to do, and primarily in the pass game. But they didn't have Puka Takua or Gunnar Romney in the pass game. Still got it done. And they found a way to win this. I don't know how it's going to make a difference for BYU in a certain game, but I know that it will at some point. They'll have to dig down in a tough game when things aren't going well and they can always draw from this well of an experience and say, look, we beat Baylor. BYU beat a top-10 team when things were not going well and they did not have some of their critical stars in the game. That will make a huge difference for BYU at some point. So that's probably the second best thing I saw from BYU on Saturday night is just finding a way against an ultra – Quality opponents.
1: Well, welcome to the era of this isn't the whack anymore. Like, BY's not putting up 50 and throwing for 350 and five touchdowns with tied up. We're like, welcome to big boy football. Like, this is a different time where you just have to go into a game, especially against the Power Five champs, the preseason number one pick. You have connections. People are talking about this being a rivalry. You got pushed around last year. BYU responded. And it was ugly, but to the defense, it was beautiful. Yeah. Because when you say 20, point, 20 points allowed, 289 yards total, 3.6 yards per play, are you kidding me? The de- this is one of the defense's finest hours. Perhaps lies to greatest performance against a big-time team in a big-time moment where there's lots of expectations on this season. You got to defend home turf. Shout out to the Rock, who was unbelievable especially on that final drive by Baylor. And the defense really showed up to play here. Really impressed by the game plan as well. This wasn't drop eight zone, make Blake shape and do something. It was in your face, blitzing somebody on a lot of plays, putting pressure up. And the defense was incredible. Shout out to the unsung heroes. If I were more confident, I'd probably sing this part to make them sung. But guys like Gabe Summers, Caden Haas, Tyler Batty, who comes out hurt. Lorenzo Fawatea. John Nelson. John Nelson. I told you last week, look out for John Nelson. I said Blake Mangelson. Like all these guys. By the way, John Nelson's nickname? Nightmare. Nightmare. Yes. Nightmare. He's got like this little Padawan hair thing going. It's fun. Shout out to the BYU defense, especially that defensive line. How about those backers? Max Tooley playing yeah. like a man possessed right now.
0: Mad Max, Nightmare Nelson. Yeah, let's, let's <laughs> just keep these nicknames going. Good rolling. nicknames. Let's go. Fantastic. Uh, we haven't even mentioned Chase Roberts. Yet. Chase Roberts! Oh, yeah, that guy. Uh, Chase Roberts, 122 yards, eight catches. He wow. single handedly changed the whole dynamic of the game with that catch he made right before halftime.
1: Spencer that drive. He has three catches for 45 on that drive. And remember, BYU had not really moved the ball up to that point. Had, what, two field goals walking into that drive? What a play by him in in the end zone. And no pook and no gunner. You know he's probably thinking like, okay, i got to make some plays here.
0: And boy, did he ever. Eight for 122 and a touch. I don't think anyone saw that coming. I love that Chase Roberts told me after the game, I just want to find my mom i just got to give my mom a hug. Uh, I know what, we found her. Whatever, man. Yeah. You do what you did in the game, absolutely. Go celebrate with the family. But Bessie Satake did tell me before kickoff, he said, and I had been messaging with Fessy the night before to try and kind of figure out what the situation with Puka to was. And Fessy said, what people don't understand is that guy. And he pointed at Chase Robertson. So he said, that guy. Is, has gone next level. He will be one of the best to ever play wide receiver at BYU when all of a sudden, mark my words. And I said, I, I, I believe love him. you. I believe you. Hey, it's hard he's, to argue against that after that performance against that team. He, he called it. He said, He's going to have a big night tonight. You watch. And sure enough, Chase Roberts delivered in a major way. Uh, by the way, BYU's offense, Jeremy, no turnovers. Uh, And and they threw the ball a lot. Jaren Hall threw the ball a lot. No turnovers. They snapped that
1: Baylor streak 23. 23 straight
0: games, Baylor had forced at least one turnover. That
1: did not happen. I love that stat, Spence, because when there are turnovers, that equalizes for the inferior team often. Let's say BYU was the inferior team and was plus two, but it was still close. That means – Uh, BYU needed those to be close, right? Nope, this was straight up. No advantage or disadvantage in that regard for either team. Let's see who's the alpha here. And BYU just took down the alpha out of the Big 12. Now, you may argue, ah, it's still Oklahoma, still Oklahoma State. I'm talking about who won the league, who won the Sugar Bowl, and who's the preseason pick? And what does BYU do in home openers, Spence, the last two years? They win! Take down Power 5 champs. They win. BYU is in this special time right now where they have a special group of coaches and players who are winning really big games. This doesn't always happen. You don't always get to storm the field, which, by the way, congrats on BYU winning and t- t- uh, BYU storming the field. Keep doing it when you have top 20 wins. Why not? Like, why not? There's no liquor around these parts for these students. To, they're not going to consume it. they got to celebrate. In other ways, uh, I did see one tweet of a uh, Baylor reporter that said, man, all this energy and not an ounce of liquor. Yes, welcome to Provo. Uh,
0: welcome to yeah, Provo. that's how we roll in Provo, <laughs> Utah. Uh, just a brilliant game plan by Aaron Rodder. Great adjustments in the second half a chess match by him to set up that trick play on the throwback because he had been throwing that wide receiver screen, those quick passes outside, and just it was just beautifully, Everything beautifully played. There. The throwback was great. Oh, the entourage play. that Jaron Hall had in front of him, a convoy of just that was the, amazingness.
1: That was the vid angel entourage, was Kingsley Suamata-ia. Oh my, showing, you know what I mean? Oh, my goodness. By the way, Boney Fuller, don't read too much into this, but every single time we had beaten Baylor in Provo, we won the national championship in that same year. This is true. He's Let's not, not get spe- ahead he's of not ourselves. making
0: anything false in this day. Hey, state. go
1: to Oregon and win and now we start that conversation. We have room right? for
0: blue goggles in the new studio cuz <laughs> yeah, I need a always, pair right now. I always. need a pair somewhere.
1: Okay, topic 2, a recap of our game day guarantees. Yeah. You were yeah. great last week. Got all yours. How did you do this one?
0: Well, I wasn't as perfect as I was last week, Jerem. Uh, Neither oh, was BYU, but they got it done. Uh, and that's kind of how it was with me and my guarantees. One for three, although I do have an argument that it should have been two for three. Mm. I said Jaron Hall will have at least a three to one turnover, or sorry, touchdown to turnover ratio. Three touchdowns to one turnover. Now, he had two touchdowns to count for. Caught one, threw one. Did not turn the ball over. So... Really, shouldn't it be just plus two? Like, I just heap Jaron Hall, touchdowns, plus two. Everybody.
1: Did you do this in the testing center as well after the Scantron came out?
0: Yeah, I tried to, but uh, unfortunately there's nobody there to talk <laughs> we to. We did broadcasting. We didn't yeah. come
1: here to go to school. So, we came here to
0: report. Failed on that one. I did say the first team to score 20 <laughs> points would win the game. How about that? 2020 going I didn't to think o. it bro. would take overtime to get there, but you once BYU one, you hit 20, I was like, BYU's going to win this game. Uh, Then they found a way, roundabout. Uh, My bold prediction and guarantee was that BYU would outrush Baylor. They didn't. Ron Howard's voice. (laughs) Yeah. And that, you know, it's okay. 2.9 yards per rush, holding Baylor to that number. BYU was a little bit worse than that, but it didn't matter. It didn't matter. The pass game won it for BYU. Okay, my guarantees.
1: Oh, we ran out of time? We can't get? No, 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 no. Recap. Uh, Chris Brooks will score a rushing touchdown. Chris Brooks didn't have a huge impact in this game in the run game as much as we thought. Uh, Chris Brooks will, though. Uh, In future games, guaranteed. Blake Shapen will throw a pick. I thought he'd throw a pick. No. No, didn't throw a pick. And I thought Baylor would still force a turnover and BYU would overcome it. Nope. So I'm fine with being wrong on that particular one. Uh, but, yeah, I go now, 0 for 3.
0: I, so, uh, in a roundabout way, I guaranteed that if there were no turnovers by BYU, they would win the game, right? So, can, does, that, does that count as like That's a That's two sort of, here? hey, I did this. It, I guaranteed it on saved? the show last week. Why don't week. you just tell me the movie you I want to see? I guaranteed it on the show last <laughs> week. Uh, all good. Our question of the day, what was the best thing Jurassic you park. saw from BYU in their win over ninth-ranked Baylor on Saturday night and Sunday morning? Uh, let's hear from you in Voice of the Nation. All right, Uh, first response coming in from Leon Eddy on Instagram. Okay. says, pass to the left, back to quarterback on the right, with the whole freaking offensive line plowing the way to a touchdown. By
1: the way, they cut Kingsley Suamata'ia, and has called for that twice. They didn't call that right there.
0: Awesome. Come on. Says Leon Eddy. I lost my voice after that. Many lost their voices. Uh, I saw Ames Flames, our longtime friend from Texas. She she came up to the game, like, hey, yeah, she up? had no voice after. I, I that, that, this, was, this was the case for so many BYU fans after that yeah. game. Just she was on the wide. plane
1: back with all the Baylor fans, by the way.
0: What a, great, what a great plane ride home for her. Okay, coming up at 2
1: Eastern time on the BYU TV app, coordinator's corner is Greg Rebell, breaks down the Baylor win, looks head to Oregon with
0: Aaron Roderick and Edlin. And what jumped out about the win by BYU over Baylor to ESPN College Football insider and expert Trevor Madich? Should the Cougars be in the top 10 now? This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU
1: Sports Nation is presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event.
0: We are live in the newly renovated studio, B it BYU Broadcasting, Provo, Utah. I'm Spencer Winston alongside Jerem Jordan. Joining us now is ESPN college football insider and expert, longtime friend of the program, Trevor Maddich, back for another Maddich Monday following a huge win for BYU over Baylor. Trevor, what was the best part of your weekend overall?
3: It was the entire day. I mean, it was a great slate of games. It was a a lot of excitement, massive upsets. Alabama almost went down to Texas. And then to cap it off with that late game, BYU takes Baylor into double overtime and pays it off with an emotional victory. I mean, from start to finish, it was a great day of college football.
1: Our question of the day is, what's the best thing you saw in the game?
3: Resilience. Baylor thought that they could beat BYU into submission. I mean they ran the ball 52 times average less than three yards per carry but 52 times thinking that eventually they would break the Cougars will the Baylor defense was incredibly aggressive and physical as well thinking they could break the Cougars will but for every punch that the Bears threw, the Cougars threw a punch right back and they took him to the very end and neither team had a broken will but both teams were just incredibly brutally physical and I would throw into that mix the almost physical nature of the crowd. I mean, the Rock, to, to provoke two false start penalties on Baylor's last failed series in double overtime, they get a big part of the credit as well. This was just a, a resilient, physical,
0: brutal victory. We're with ESPN's Trevor Matic on BYU Sports Nation. Trevor, when you look at individual performances, which individuals jumped off the screen to you from BYU?
3: Well, Chase Roberts came out of nowhere, didn't he? And I tell you, you've got to go with Jaron Hall as well, getting him the ball. But that first touchdown that he scored on the left side of the end zone, that toe tap to score, I mean, that was, I mean, my eyes got as big as saucers on that one, because that showed a capability that we weren't sure BYU was going to have in this game without their top two receivers. Uh, So Jaron Hall and the receivers, but especially Chase. And then defensively, for goodness sake, Every time I saw a massive hit, it seemed, from the BYU defense, I looked up and it was Max Tooley. So I just kept looking up and it's Max Tooley again. And then finally I would see big, massive hits. I wouldn't even look up. I would just think, oh, well, gee, it's got to be Max Tooley. And sure enough, often it was. Max Tooley wore a cape in this game. And I hope they have an,
1: an ice bath and a massage therapist for him all week long because he earned every bit of it. Seriously, he was incredible. Uh, more big hits. Had the big, uh, pick six last week. Now this week, you mentioned that the defense just showed up in a real way. And if you had said that BYU was going to rush for 83 yards, I would have said, BYU's losing this game and probably handily. But no, the defense only gave up 289 yards, 20 points, didn't have a takeaway, but BYU didn't give it away either. This was, this was a physical contest, Trevor, one that you probably would have enjoyed playing in, I imagine.
3: Yeah, it was physical, and it was old school from that standpoint. But the defense also got pressure on the quarterback. Now, sometimes it was a linebacker blitzing, but the defensive line was relentless in their effort. And they got a lot of, of pressure on the quarterback because of that effort. And you've got to credit the back end for that. I mean, the secondary had a lot of pressure on them because you figured that the Baylor offense was going to pound the ball and BYU would have to come up to stop the run first and put a lot of pressure on the secondary to cover. The secondary covered exceptionally well, and that gave the defensive line time to pressure that quarterback. And so all the the defensive components came together in a synergy that was just phenomenal. And in doing it, they were brutal with their physicality. And so it it was a great dance by the BYU defense of so physical up front and so skilled in the back end.
0: Trevor, we discussed earlier in the show today, no Puka Nakua, no Gunnar Romney. Tyler Batty sat out the second half for BYU on that defensive line, and still the Cougars found a way to win. Now, I'm not sure where it's going to help BYU the most. They had to dig deep in a scenario like that and test the depth so early, but frankly, I feel like it will matter at some point for BYU. Why do you feel like that type of win was so critical for BYU moving forward?
3: Well, it validated the work of the rotation. I mean, last year, the Baylor game, BYU was just out of people. And Baylor just hammered them. And this year, Batty went out. But for the most part, they were healthy up in that front seven. And they were able to keep pounding away with guys that last year had to play more than they expected to play. And that is something that from a game day standpoint is important lessons but from a preparation standpoint it's important as well because if you know you're going to be in there you prepare with a little bit different focus and so the depth of BYU that Kalani Sataki and his staff have built is starting to really show up against these power five teams. Normally you'd have really good starters and a big drop off in most positions from starter to backup but now not only do they have good rotations they have competition in practice that gets the best out of everybody Because you can lose your job if you've got a backup that's almost as good
1: as you. And BYU is developing that kind of a roster, and it's starting to show. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Okay, tell me about what a top ten win does for a team. Because you played in 1984 as a senior on that team that beat number three, Pitt. You'd lost Steve Young and other weapons, right? Gordon Hudson, notably. Yet, you guys win that game. What does a win like this do for a team like BYU now who's flying up the polls?
3: You know, it seems like this gigantic mountain that you don't dare look beyond. And really, truthfully, the the team can't look beyond it. The team has to look at the next opponent. That's it. But we, as we're looking at it from the outside in, it's like this giant mountain that who knows if they could get, get over it. And even that national championship here with Pitt. Well the entire offseason we looked at that roster we you know you've got outland candidates Heisman candidates future first round draft choices all Americans and we're looking at that going you know that we think we can go up there and compete with those guys but nobody dared think yeah we're just going to go up and win that game. You know we knew we had to fight hard to have a chance. Well we won that game and on the plane back. The thinking started to change. It was like you know what (laughs) we're good. We, we have a chance. Now, we stayed focused on each consecutive opponent. We, as a team, never looked at the schedule and said, that's a win, that's a win, that's a win. But a win like this for us back then, for this, a top 10 win for these Cougars, is the kind of thing that you can just take a breath and say, you know what? If we keep doing the right things every day, if we stay humble and respect every part of our, our game and our opponent's game, we're really good. We can do stuff.
0: It's a Mattis Monday on BYU Sports Nation. The Cougars make a nine-spot jump from 21 to 12. Now, allow me, if you will, a little bit to rewind, Trevor, and point out that we've all kind of felt like BYU has been underranked for much of the preseason and through the first week. Now, are they where they belong? Is number 12 where BYU belongs, or do the Cougars deserve to be a couple of spots higher?
3: Well, everything's relative, right? There might be some years where 12 is way too low. Some years where 12 is kind of high. I think right now the way that they're playing, if they if they get batty back, if they get their top two receivers back, if their tight end room gets healthy, then this team should be ranked in the top ten. Because right now you look at, at the top of college football and there, there's one completely dominant team, and that's Georgia. There's a couple of them that look like they're going to be dominant, and that's Alabama and Ohio State. And then there's a handful of teams that have excellent things going for them, but that have questions that still need to be answered.
1: And I think you can put BYU in that big jumble in the top 10 and be fair. Well, the world revolves around Florida because uh, Florida beats Utah, skyrockets, Kentucky beats Florida, skyrockets tonight. So I think BYU just needs to schedule Florida. But I do want to ask about Oregon. Huh. It's hard to know whether- they or- put that on the bulletin board. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's hard to know how good Oregon is because obviously smacked 49-3 to Georgia, then they beat up Eastern Washington. There's kind of the low and the high in terms of points uh, per game in both those games. So what's your assessment of Oregon? Because certainly the Ducks are good. It's just hard to know how good. Oregon is really good. And they have the potential to be a top 10 team. I think BYU
3: fans will have seen that Georgia game and think that that Oregon got obliterated. They're not that good. Well, Georgia is that good. And this this Oregon team is solid in a lot of the ways that BYU is. I mean, Oregon has one of the best offensive lines in all of college football. Their combination defensive line and linebackers, one of the best in all of college football. It didn't show up against Georgia because Georgia is apparently on another level again. But still, this is a solid physical team. I think that you've got to look at the the quarterback for Oregon as really the linchpin and against Georgia, Bo Nix, he didn't have the game he wanted to have. Against Eastern Washington, Bo Nix was brilliant. And if that Bo Nix shows up against BYU, then the Cougars are going to be in for a long day. So I think Cougar fans need to understand that even though BYU beat top 10 Baylor, this Oregon team is just as physical as Baylor. And I think they've got more skill in the skill positions than Baylor. So th- this is another tough out for the Cougars.
0: It's been hard to beat the first two weeks of college football, Trevor. We hope that week three is just as rewarding as a fan. We thank you for the time, as always, for bringing it on Maddich Monday.
3: You know what? It's great to be here, and uh, and when I get there, I want my uh, case of Cougar tails. You Done. got it. Done, my you friend. Thanks, Trevor. <laughs> I mean, they, they, they the Cougar Tails were the big stars of the game yeah, on the broadcast, for
1: goodness sake. So, so we're there. Anyway, thanks, guys, for having me on. Go Cougars. You got it.
0: You think RG3 for the Cougar Tail beam.
1: Well, the real star of the game was the moon, <laughs> apparently. Had, had ESPN never seen a full moon? <laughs> Appar- apparently <laughs> what not. What was that? Apparently not. BYU football's Kalani's talk airs tomorrow on the BYU TV app as the coach recaps the win against Baylor, pushed said to the big game with the Oregon Saturday, plus a new deep blue about Ed Lamb and his autistic son Edward. And Jaron Hall is in the film room, 8.30 Eastern, on the app tomorrow night.
0: Up next, did someone actually upstage Cosmo at a football game? How dare you? I mean, is that even possible? We discuss next on BYU Sports Nation. BYU
3: Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU
1: fans everywhere. This is BYU Sports Nation. Don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram,
0: Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. He is Jerem, I am Spencer. Let's whip it! Cougar Whip Ram presented by Marisk, your e commerce logistics shipping partner. Okay,
1: September 10th, pretty cool day the last two years, Spence. Last season, BYU got the Big 12 invite on that date. And then this year, BYU beats Baylor. So, what do you anticipate in 2023?
0: Uh, BYU having two starting quarterbacks in the NFL with Jaron Hall joining Zach Wilson. And hey, maybe Taysom Taysom Hill. Hill. Or maybe Taysom Taysom Hill gets uh, a starting nod and opening weekend as well for uh, September 10th. What about you? I don't know. That's probably the <laughs> most likely thing.
1: Fred Warner has two defensive touchdowns. I don't know. It's a Sunday. What could match Big 12 invite and beating ninth ranked Baylor at home and double OT? I mean, that's,
0: that's, that's tough. my wife would move. argue her birthday, which is also September. 2nd.
1: Nice way to get that
0: yeah. in there. Shout out to Brittany. All right, <laughs> Sports Illustrated, Jerem. How about this? Heard of him? Is projecting BYU to face Air Force in the Cotton Bowl. Okay. BYU Air Force in the Cotton Bowl. The yes. G5 champ, if you a will. The New Year's Six Bowl game is week two too early for a New Year's Six projection. Not to celebrate, no.
1: But uh, is it going to happen? Eh, that'd be awesome. I, I don't. Need, I wouldn't care what bowl game BYU played in if it was a New Year's Six or who they played. Playing an old Mountain West and WACFO would be pretty interesting. So, uh, yes, it's too early, but whatever, it's fun.
0: It's probably too early, but if we're doing it like merit-based after two weeks, sure, why not? But again, it's a projection. So, no. are they projecting that BYU is going to go 11 and one and end up in the Cotton Bowl against the Air Force, or is it just like ah, oh, they've been so good for, through two weeks, like this is what it is? It's
1: hard to know what Sports Illustrated. They used to be way more relevant. Okay, BYU's a three and a half point dog at Oregon. Are you surprised by that number?
0: No, uh, I I should remind everybody that BYU was about a touchdown underdog when those initial season projections came out uh, and those lines came out a few weeks
1: back. But you're not surprised Oregon's favorite in the game at all. No,
0: no, it's just, again, like it's a toss-up game. It's very similar to what BYU faced, or sorry, Baylor faced coming to Provo for BYU. It's a toss-up game but home field advantage is probably worth about three or three and a half points. So like they're saying, if you play this on a neutral field, it'd be dead even. Uh, Or .5 Oregon. Exactly. So it's very, very evenly matched teams. I'm not surprised by this at all.
1: You'd like to think that the number 12 team in the country would be the favorite most places they'd go. But again, BYU's got the one game that was incredible and in double OT. I think if BYU had won convincingly against Baylor, perhaps this would be a, a one or two point game. But because it was double OT and BYU scratched out, it's hard to know what Oregon is. Again, they played Georgia got smacked, they played Houston Washington, dominated. It's hard to
0: know how good Oregon is. They are good, it's just how good. Yeah, uh, when Georgia just destroys you like that, it's understandable, like, maybe maybe Oregon's not as good as we thought. Georgia's just probably another level. Georgia's
1: unbelievable. By the way, we know the uni combo which is uh, for Saturday, which is a royal helmet in all white with royal trim. What do you think of the uh, fit here?
0: I love it. The only thing I like better is what BYU did against USC last year when they wore the royal pants with the white jerseys and the royal helmet. So that's probably my favorite overall, but this is pretty close. I mean, this is really, really clean.
1: Hey, you go B2B with that royal helmet, right? After beating Baylor. Hey, keep that one going.
0: Jerem, who had the better opening weekend performance in the NFL? Former running mates at BYU, Taysom Hill or Jamal Williams?
1: Jamal Williams scored two touchdowns, but I am going with Taysom Hill because he did have a 57-yard yes. run and a touchdown, and his team came back and won by one over Tyler Aldeer's
0: top. Yeah, it's the way he did it. You know, when the NFL's tweeting out Taysom Hill is still a problem. <laughs> you know, like, Taysom hey. Hill position football player. Like,
1: step Sean Payton isn't there to like play catch with you and let you, but hey, he's still a weapon. They, he's still too good to not be used.
0: Love seeing Jay Swag Daddy score twice, it's, but it, it was the way Taysom did it.
1: Was Cosmo finally upstaged at the BYU game by the fire knife dancers
0: between quarters in the second half? Strangely, I think he was Jerem. And it's, I don't know that I've, I've ever seen it happen, but when you bring out fire dancers and they're like putting fire in their mouths and like, it's, it's, it's new, it's crazy, yes. like he, They finally upstaged, they figured out a way to upstage Cosmo. Now, I don't know if it will be upstaged moving forward, but because it was new and it was fire, yes. False,
1: no one upstaged Cosmo oh, okay. ever, but it was a great right. addition. Not, uh, not to the Polynesian culture that permeates this program, absolutely.
0: Jeremy. according to the Twitter account, at Ogden Council. This is the legit account we believe. This sounds very official. Logan has officially been annexed into Ogden after Weber State's 35-7 win in Logan over the Aggies. That happened. So is it official? Is Utah State now officially in Ogden? You
1: heard Ogden. Yeah. Logan probably doesn't agree, but yeah. Shout out to Boney Fuller for pushing that narrative. Oh, my goodness. And finally, winning. And
0: and at Ogden Council corroborating for that.
1: (laughs) Good grief. Okay, coming up tomorrow night, Dave, Blaine, David, dive into the X's and O's of BYU's win in the bear hunt. Plus. After further
0: review, 7
1: Eastern time tomorrow
0: night. Plus, BYU linebacker Keenan Peely rolled out of the ice bath, we think, to join us in our brand new studio this morning. Talk to the star linebacker next. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce
1: logistics shipping partner.
0: Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, live in our newly renovated hey, Studio B. we got We've some got soft chairs, baby. This, this, this is a comfortable, very, very comfortable space. Finally a nap spot. you know. It's, and what we're hoping is our guests feel comfortable in this space as well. The first man to ever sit across from us in these... Very soft seats is BYU star linebacker Keenan Peely. Yeah, Keenan, thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks
2: for having me. And the seats are very soft. Man. A little better, just a little better than upgrade. the
0: uh, the chairs that you had to come into at the old studio. Oh yeah, better than the high ones. Okay, well, listen, <laughs> we know that you worked hard, and understandably, ice bath treatment. You're probably feeling really sore more. So the least we could do is offer you a very, very comfortable chair. <laughs> Thank here. you. Thank you. How was, uh, how was the weekend after the madness of Saturday night and technically Sunday morning? I mean, it's only been, what, maybe 30-ish hours since you, you wrapped up that win against Baylor and got home and actually got into bed. So how, how have the last 30-ish hours been?
2: Oh, great. You know, a lot of dancing in the locker room after for Kalani, Coach Kalani, and, you know, I think everyone was just was pretty happy we could come out with the win.
1: It was, it was a huge game, obviously, because of last year, because of home opener, because of Big 12 next year and whatever. Walk me through sort of the mindset of the team of one trying to trying to get them at home, defend home turf, but also the belief that you guys had of okay, this can be a special year with this group. You gotta you gotta win this first one at home.
2: Yeah, definitely um, being back under the lights with all the fans, amazing experience playing in an amazing team like Baylor. So yeah, we, we had a chip on our shoulder. This was kind of one of those test games where you can make a statement. Like, all right, how good is this team? Uh, how Meaning can you guys. guys perform? Yeah, BYU. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, we we're we we're proud. Obviously a lot of stuff to, to work on, but I thought we 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 matched up well.
0: Yeah, the litmus test, the measuring stick game. You hold Baylor's rush attack to 2.9 yards per carry. They ran the ball 52 times. 52 times. That's wild. Uh but you seemed up for the challenge and I know you didn't get to play against Baylor last year because of the injury, so how did that factor into your personal mentality going into this game? Like, oh, I didn't get to play these guys last year, now I want to make an impact. How much was that kind of playing in your head?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, played a little bit. I mean, last Baylor game, I think I was watching from the couch, and um, you, know, you kind of get those feelings like, man, I wish I was playing, wish I was playing, but look at me. And, you know. But, yeah, it, I think it, it helped us as a, as a team to have more fire into
1: the game, and I think it showed a little bit. Jackson Payne of the Daily Universe said, this is what I'm afraid of from last year, and it was a still image of a video, and there was a big hole in the run game. And then Hemahemuli, one of our producers, said, Keenan Peely drew a stick figure like he, would, he will be in this. <laughs> Filling the gap. So what, what was this game like for you physically? Because it seemed like it was a tough game uh, in the trenches.
2: Yeah, nothing we didn't expect. We knew they were going to run the ball. They were going to you know, trust their own line line to, to do their job, and it was going to be a grind all day. And just shout out to our you know our defense, especially our d line,
1: who held it down in the trenches, so when in the game did you realize, okay, it's going, like our game plan is working we're we're playing really well. How early into the game were you like oh it's it's going for the defense.
2: I think the first drive we, we knew we could could hang with them, and that we, we felt prepared, we felt like you know, our coaches had an amazing scheme and I don't think they, they're getting enough credit for what they put into
1: this game. And I think after that first try, we realized that he, he dialed it up a little bit for sure in this game. Right. Yeah. yeah. And because and some fans, all they notice is drop aid zone. You know what I mean? <laughs> and some games, that's what you need to win. But this one, it was more aggressive. When sure. you when you get the call and you see like, oh, I'm blitzing. Uh-huh. What, what goes through your mind? What do you feel?
2: I, I get excited if I if I see a call and I'm blitzing. I, I usually get excited for myself. But like I said, coach he was he was drawing it up. This game was super fun.
0: Keenan yeah. Peely is with us on BYU Sports Nation, and
1: he he uh, he brought it in the locker room too. A little da- dance. Oh yeah, he he's got some moves. Break man. Dance. He's, he he <laughs> attempted to break dance. I think. No,
0: yeah. well, Kalani said like <laughs> it's late, but there's always time to dance. right? There's always he, time. He to told dance. Quint Kessin to that from ESPN, Absolutely. and he backed it up. Uh, I know there's always a little bit of trepidation, and we talked about this during media day, like your knee's finally healthy, but you got to trust it. And, yeah, yeah. and there's, it's overcoming that almost that mental barrier, like, okay, do I really trust that everything is going to work right? Uh-huh. Where are you in that process? Do you feel like you're totally back? Did that game, like, just launch you back into, like, 100% I'm back?
2: Yeah, I feel back. I feel amazing. Uh, a lot of people have been asking me, where's your brace at? Where's your brace at? You know, I don't really use a brace because I just feel healthy and, and trusted enough that I can – you know it's good to go and it helps me mentally so it's been great for me
1: that's awesome okay when the um the last play walk me through what you're seeing mm-hmm. and then and then when the ball goes out kind of what happens with you individually because everyone has a where I was and w- what the crowd did and how long it took me to get to the locker room story
2: yeah yeah. so I think there's a timeout and there's a switch in place you know they had three to the field and um you know, in my mind, one of them is is probably getting the ball. Someone's coming across the middle, and um, I chose just to jam the three receiver and take him out the play. It was, it was kind
1: of <laughs> kind of so I just
2: I jammed that guy, and uh, our all of our DBs were in a perfect position. I don't think one guy was open. You
1: no, know, went, and who who got in Blake Shapin's face? Who was that again? That one of the D linemen got a hand up and kind of forced the trajectory of that throw out of bounds.
2: I might see the play. I think it was Mangelson.
0: Okay. Another so ma- one so of maybe those Blake guys. Mangelson. Yeah. This is a unique challenge for the defense to have to go back on the field again. When you think, okay, cuz to his credit, Jake Oldroyd has been so consistent and so good. You just like, yeah, he's going to make it. Like and then he didn't make it and then he missed again. So, how did what did you have to channel in your mind as a defensive unit? You know, what's going through your mind? You're like, we got to go back on the field. We got to get another stop to close this game out.
2: Yeah. So, I think Even before those field goals happened, we kind of met as a defense and we were kind of getting um, each other hyped up. No matter what happens, let's win this game. Let's do our job. And so I I think because we got together at that one point when Jake missed a field goal and missed again, there really wasn't like a a relapse. It was just right into it. All right, let's go win. Defense back on the field. You know, put the game on our shoulders. Whatever needs to be done, let's do it.
1: That's a big deal because you could have emotionally kind of let it out, right? Like, okay, we're good. We won. by the way, uh, the defense, BYU's defense, you don't give up any points in overtime. Oh, by the way, they start at the 25-yard line both times. Unbelievable performance there. So after the, uh, once the game ends, are you in the are you in the mosh? Are you in the middle there? Like where do you end up uh, being here? Uh, I was trying to work my way to, to
2: my family. I don't like really being in the mosh because <laughs> man, there's like a hundred hands hitting your head and going you crazy. You keep the That's helmet on. You got to take hole, care, right? care of you your knee down. too. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to make my way. Uh, you know, did you successfully? Mm, kind of. Took a while. It
1: took <laughs> you a while. can get stuck in the middle there. You can really get stuck in the oh, middle. For you got to sure. get to the outside. And then once you get to the locker room, what's that like?
2: Uh, just That's when it really hits. You, know, you get to celebrate with your team. Like, hey, we did it. <laughs> you know, so awesome. it
0: was super fun. I was asking a bunch of your teammates during post-game interviews, uh, obviously, you know, about Kalani's message and whatnot, but even before that, like, when – When you're on the five-yard line, uh, and I should say Baylor's on the five-yard line, and they're trying to tie the game, and then the Rock just kind of like rises up and causes two false start penalties, and it gets crazy. How much are you in tune with what's happening behind you when the student section is behind you like that?
2: Oh, very. You know, you, you see the flag go out, and I don't know if the Rock knows, but that like boosts our confidence so much. One, it puts them in a bad position. But then you see it, and you know they're kind of defeated getting on themselves because they just false started, and the defense confidence just
1: goes up. Jaden Daniels somewhere in Baton Rouge right now is like, oh, yeah, I know what that." Is. I hate that, that It happened section. Four times for Arizona State. Mississippi State 2016, BYU wins in that end zone. Arizona State's trying to break out last year. Like, that end of the field, once it went to double overtime, it was going to be rough for Baylor. Like, if they didn't win it in OT – It was going to have to switch fields and go down to the Rock. They were in trouble. Okay, let's talk about Oregon. Obviously, another big game. Different type of offense. You guys defend a Baylor-like offense every day. It's going to be a different kind of challenge. And it's almost hard to know how good they are because, obviously, playing Georgia would be tough for anybody. Um, And then Eastern Washington, FCS team, pounded them. It's going to be an interesting film watch probably this week for you guys because they're good. It's just, hey. What do they do differently than Baylor? You'll figure that out, I imagine. For sure, for yeah. sure.
0: When you, what, what, yeah, yeah, what what are you anticipating from the Ducks, you know, based on what you know about them? Like yeah. if, when you go into film session, like what are you anticipating you are going to see from Oregon and their offense?
2: Yeah, I, you know, playing a team like Baylor, I think it's going to be a little bit different, right? They're going to spread it out. They have great athletes. They have a great O-line and, and they're surrounded with, with a lot of talent. And I think they're going to spread it out and it's going to be a lot different, maybe more, definitely more pass than probably what we saw for Sure, sure.
1: And, and the secondary's role probably increases in this game perhaps. For sure,
2: for sure.
0: What does that do for you as a linebacker when Oregon, uh, not surprisingly, is going to spread it all over the field? You know. Has that changed your responsibilities?
2: Uh, in a sense, yeah, but at the same time, not really. You know, we're, we prepare in a way that if anything changed during the game, We'd be all right. Like if a team wanted to come out and start doing crazy formations or just spread it out, that our defense can handle that. It's You'll just play.
1: chip the third receiver. You'll just yeah, take him yeah. out of. The play. Yeah, exactly. You just
0: defend every play like you did the last play against Baylor, right? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs>
1: and Austin should be fun. That place is thumping. One of the oh, best venues yeah. in America. Oh yeah, I can't wait. Yeah.
0: Awesome, Keen. Let's give you some BUA Sports Nation Karma to take with you to Eugene, Oregon for right. that, uh, the game against the Ducks. Thanks for hanging out with us and being the first hey, guest. first guest,
1: baby. In you. our
0: new set in the yeah. It's an honor. All right, it's been <laughs> christened by Keenan Peely.
1: Absolutely, so were many, uh, many Baylor players on Saturday night. Okay, <laughs> want to relive Saturday night all over again? Go to the BYU TV app, BYUSN.com. You can watch the game on demand. Relive the sixth top ten win ever by BYU football.
0: Up next. Fantasy Football Friday results. We have no clue what they are. I left Taysom Hill on the bench. What am I doing? This is BYU Sports Nation.
2: (laughs) BYU Sports Nation is presented
1: by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Nation is on-demand. Download the free BYU TV and BYU radio apps or listen to the podcast, subscribe, rate, and review.
0: Every Friday we roll out uh, something relatively new, BYU Sports Nation fantasy football picks. Uh, yeah, we've got to set our rosters on Friday and then the weekend happens and we see how things have panned out. Now, Le- going into the week, Jeremy, I led uh, because I won Week One. Yep, uh, by one point. You won by one point last one week. One point.
1: Yeah, so you're up one nothing. There's no you know point aggregation. Yeah, no, no it's season. just week to week, like one true fantasy football. Yes.
0: Okay, so now it's time to recap what happened in Week No. I have no two. idea. We and we we, we purposely I asked, lost, we to not told, see anything. No clue. Okay, so uh, we have seven current or former BYU players on the rosters, um, and uh, Jerem, I mean. He, Each week, it's you just gotta take a risk, right? You gotta take. Who knows? I love risk. Okay, so. Try and hold Europe for one turn. uh, Here, here we go. Fantasy football Friday, week two results. We have not seen these. No idea how our teams performed. Okay. Uh oh! I got destroyed. (laughs) Thirty-three to twenty-one. Okay, so here's where here's where Jaron Hall.
1: Makes a huge impact. The the number number number.
0: one overall pick. But a receiving touchdown, Jeremy, was worth six points alone. Yeah. Like, who anticipated that?
1: Well, you still would have won 27 to 21. Okay. Okay. I got some work to do, you know?
0: I started Puka Nakua. Started started Puka again, like, Mm -hmm. no, he didn't play, like, took a risk. And uh, frankly, I feel very, very lucky. That, uh, that I scored 33 points.
1: I need Christopher Brooks to do a little more for me. Chris, let's go. Keenan Pele got me eight. Lupina I started. I uh, got nine. Ben Bywater Ooh. on the bench had 16 Ooh. points. Ooh. Bunch of TFLs, maybe a sack in there, right? So, yeah, I got worked. I got worked. So no. we'll we'll have to see what I do on the uh, waiver wire. The waiver
0: wire this week's interesting because you just brought up Ben Bywater who's been amazing and and Max Tooley, who has been amazing. Well, and Chase Roberts is sitting there. Chase Roberts is like, Chase who are you <laughs> going to take on the waiver wire? He put up Woo. 25
1: points by himself. That's wild. Okay, okay. congrats man. Our I'm question
0: a question of the day. What's the best thing you saw in the BYU win over Baylor? Our Elite Voice of the Day presented by Sundance Mountain Resorts. We're going to go with Brayden Pack on Instagram. It says I don't have any worries about receiving. Even with Puka Nakua and Gunnar Romney out, BYU is deep and good at that position.
1: Well, when you have Chase do what he did, you certainly uh, feel that way, which is very exciting.
0: Uh, can we add this? Um, uh, a rise and shout-out presented by Mountain America, the official pro union of BYU Athletics. To the rock, Jeremy. Oh, so good.
1: Keep um, bringing it. That was amazing.
0: That was unbelievable. Literally influenced the
1: game. Literally did.
0: Alright, thanks to today's guest, Trevor Maddich of ESPN and Keenan Peely, who no, are just, first sitting in the soft chair.
1: Dennis Pitta, no time. We got a new set, no time for you here, buddy.
0: For Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Shout out to Adam Haysbert. We'll see you on Coordinator's Corner coming up at 2 Eastern Noon Mountain Time to recap the Baylor game Cougs.